0: The Bowcast Live is brought to you by Pipevice, premium pipe tools for professionals. First up, we have Brian, co-founder of the Hacks Free Nation.
1: I'm Brian Hammons. I'm from St. Petersburg, Florida. I've been a plumber for 21 years now. Um, I own a plumbing company. I do pipe rehabilitation consulting, and I run the Plumbing Hacks Facebook group
0: awesome man what got you started into
1: trades actually ironically uh my brother-in-law's best friend was a plumber um at the time i was working as a uh i was actually selling tires at a store called tire kingdom uh while i was trying to paperwork on my little honda civic from the early 2000s as you all know but uh basically went out on a uh, sewer job with him he's like hey man i'll give you so much money to help me dig the sewer it was on a saturday i'm like all right cool well i made like 280 bucks in like three hours i'm like nice dude how do i do this all the time (laughs) and he's like hey come work for me so um i went and talked to his boss his boss was like hey listen you're good at sales you teach my guys how to sell i'll teach you a trade and here we are 21 years later
0: 21 years later how old you when you
1: first started I was actually fresh out of high school. I was 18 years old. I, it was the, I worked at the auto store from like ju- June till about September. And then I started plumbing. So awesome. um, it wasn't long, but yeah, this is uh actually it's ironic. I went to school for criminal justice. I have a degree in criminal justice and I got my apprenticeship uh, card at the same time, my certificate saying I was done with that. And I'm like, get shot at or make money yeah. being a plumber. I was like, I'm going to be a plumber. So. I uh, learned a lot of great even, stuff. But, how
0: long did it take until you started opening up your own business?
1: First company, so it was oh, oh, 07 was the first time I opened a company. Um, this is actually the third company I bought, in, or I, I actually sold the other two, and this is actually my third company I'm on. So, yeah, oh, 07 was the first time.
0: So what was the most uh, challenging part of running a business?
1: Employees. <laughs> 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 yeah you know just just you know it's not when you're in a business and you own a business it's not just about you. you you know you're not just feeding your family you're feeding all your employees families too so the hardest thing is just making sure that you have enough work to have these guys working every day and and really just doing doing what they have to you know and and you know your job as an owner is just to make sure that those guys have have worked the next day so they can feed their families well, now too. how long have you been running your business for the new company we've been at about five, little over five and a half years. We got uh, we have eleven employees, seven trucks on the road. So not a bad company, good size. Yeah, so half of our business is it's, it's all one hundred percent service. Half our business is bar restaurant, uh, and the other half is residential, um, which absolutely killed us this this month with all the bars and restaurants being closed. But thank God our uh, our residential business stepped up. So haven't had to lay anybody off yet, which is awesome.
0: Is sewer and drains uh, part of the the business has that picked up now since everything's happening or.
1: Yeah, lots and lots of wipes, lots and lots of uh, stuff that's not supposed to go down the sewer. So people are flushing paper towels to reserve on toilet paper. So, what know. is uh,
0: what is your go-to piece of equipment for that?
1: Hopefully, the three hundred six soon, but uh, you know it'll it'll be a while, I'm sure, before I get that one. Unlike the rest of these people, to get to try it right now, which I'm so jealous for you guys to get to try it <laughs> out
0: right now. So, <laughs> so uh, do you do any jetting?
1: Yeah, we actually we have a we have a US jet, and I freaking love that thing. Sally is the freaking animal so um just a That's great machine up. 18 gpm you know the the monster all
0: right well let's shift gears really quick and to uh to the facebook group now the facebook group it is called hacks free nation or hacks nation can you give me the exact name of that
1: yeah so hack free nation is is what we it's our little slogan plumbing hacks and plumbing pro discussions is the actual
0: group awesome when did you start that group and who'd you start it with
1: that would be 2012 uh, we started kind of as a joke. Um, Basically, give you a uh, just a little backstory on that. So, actually, went to an engineer's house. He had electrical tape wrapped around a P trap in his house, and he kept he was arguing with me on why the home inspector kept failing him. I'm like, dude, you got to fix this P trap. So finally, I was like, look, I'm gonna ask a bunch of my plumbing buddies. I posted on on my regular Facebook. Had like 90 comments in 30 minutes. So finally, got the guy convinced that it was the electrical tape that was making this problem. The next thing you know, we we jumped in and and fixed that. And I started posting everything I had, and it was what I was finding is more and more plumbers were jumping onto my personal group that I didn't know. So I'm like, and then and then Facebook had released the group thing. So that's when Jack and uh, and Will Jack Mail Will Shot and those guys or you guys know as Jay Keller, yeah, uh, stepped up and and uh, just started blowing up from there, man. And uh, it's been a cool ride. We're at like thirty five thousand members now. We get over a million views a month, uh, a few hundred thousand comments and and uh, posts. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty active.
0: That's awesome. You pretty much answered three of my questions all in, all in one, which uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. When did uh, when exactly did you come up with the event, the, the Hacks event? That's in Tampa, right, if I'm not mistaken, or St. Pete, St. Pete yeah. Florida, something
1: like that? Yeah, St. Pete Beach, Florida. Um, that would be, this is our sixth annual, so it was six years ago. Um, ironically, it was five plumbers from different parts of the country that actually just went to uh, went to the bars for four days straight and got hammered and went on boat rides and just <laughs> You know, went to Harbor Freight and, like, heckled everything in the aisles and all that stuff. And uh, the next year, we were like, hey, instead of just doing this as, as us five, let's get a bunch of people together. And Hey, let's put a trade show in it so people can ride it off. And then next thing you know, it just blew up into what it is now. So uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been a cool ride.
0: What are your plans this year now that we have, we're dealing with COVID-19 and all that that's going on? I know that you canceled, am I not mistaken?
1: Yeah, we actually postponed to the September 16th to the 20th. Um same location everybody that has reservations got transferred over to that date um we were going to move it to like june july but we really weren't sure what was going to happen when all this crap going on so we're like you know what let's just push it all the way till september pray to god it'll be over by then
0: hopefully
1: um, yeah because it's been rough but um yeah so we just basically moved it all the all the sponsors are still in um basically everything's still exactly what it was going to be we just have room for more people now so if you guys want to come uh come on down
0: that's awesome, man. So what, are, what do you have in store for the future as far as that program goes here? Uh, as far as the group, the Facebook group, is there anything you're going to change in the future? And as far as the actual event, is there anything you're going to add to it or or, or anything you're, you're changing up in the, next, in the near future?
1: Yeah, so w- what we're trying to do is, as the group is, is you know, we have uh, – the good thing about plumbing hacks and, and Facebook groups is you can control who's in there you know we're we're 90% plumbing industry professionals uh, the rest of them are res- uh, manufacturers reps supply house people office staff but you have to be in the industry to be in there so one of the cool things we've been able to do is really push the agenda of our trade which is like hey how do we get younger people and just really dive into what what the trade's actually about and what we can do with it and it's it's really just opened up a big a big can of worms for us to where we can take it any which way we want so what we're really doing is focusing more on driving trainings Uh, doing a lot of stuff on live, you know, podcasts, pretty much same thing you're doing a little different platform, but just really driving people to to come in and actually do some training and talking about different topics and and products and services and things like that, which are awesome. But um, the same thing with the the trade show, the more we do. So we did the same thing with the trade show. We took it from just being a trade show to now it's two days of education. Um, This year we're doing all Thursdays going to be strictly classes about business and different aspects and avenues of that. Friday is actually going to be a whole track talking about everything from how to clean and drain properly to the different types of tools and methods to lining to pipe patching to coating the whole nine. So it's going to be pretty cool. And we just kind of keep adding to it every year. And what we're doing is it's kind of like the flavor of the month. We're really just trying to figure out what's hot in the industry. And then that's what we do at the trade show. That way, you know, it's kind of top of the mind and, and buzz for everybody, which is really cool. As
0: far as you talked about uh, training classes that you're going to have at the uh, at the event,
1: uh,
0: OG Plum God John Thompson and Devin Thompson—they're gonna have their class. Can you touch a little bit on that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So John, Devin, freaking awesome people. You guys know him well. Um, just just all around good people. And, and if you've ever been around Devin when she's taking a business phone call, I, I never realized until at NPS last year, like the whole bus had to shut up for her to be on the phone with this customer. It was hilarious. <laughs> so like the whole bus goes to the crickets, and we're all like waiting for her to get on the phone. and She's so driven. <laughs> And so customer oriented that I was like, you know what? Let's put you in a class. Let's let let you teach people how to do that in their own businesses. You know, because I know a lot of us are answering the phone ourselves. And, you know, if they don't have somebody answering, how do we handle that customer? So she's going to talk about that. And Thompson is actually, OG is going to hit on uh, warranty, home warranty services, which is something that's like real taboo in our industry. So we're going to be able to get him on on for a class to actually talk about how he does home warranties, how he does the warranty process how he gets denied claims to actually become paying customers and all that. So I'm actually looking forward to that because if you hear the the buzz about the home warranties, it's always, Hey, you can't make shit off those, which we don't, excuse my French, you know, we can't. No, you're fine.
0: You you can curse yeah. on here. Uh, but that's uh yeah, that's a big, that that is a big deal as far as the home warranties and how that works and how, how you can really benefit off of those things. Um, I'm looking forward for that class as well. I hope to be able to attend to your event um, in September uh, so now, as far as uh, platforms go, are you planning to transition to other platforms and, and kind of build this out further? I am.
1: I am trying. Um, we started a we started an Instagram Cage, uh, plumbing underscore hacks. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I know Facebook like the back of my hand. I am terrible at Instagram, so um, I've asked Keller and uh, a couple other guys to, to help us out with that. I know Rob from Pro Drains has been trying to help us. Uh, we're gonna get Keller on there, but we were actually kicking around the idea and we talked about it last year, but to actually do kind of like what world plumber does, like every week have somebody else do like a plumbing hacks and talk about how they do their businesses. So like a hack into their life. Um, But we really haven't kind of, well, with all this COVID stuff going on, we kind of 86 that for now, but, look for that coming up, because unfortunately I am terrible with Instagram, but I I try. It
0: takes (laughs) time, man. And that's a great idea. I look forward for that plan going through and uh, hopefully, hopefully it all works out for you. Now tell us a little bit, if you don't mind talking about this, uh, how COVID-19 has affected you, your employees, your family, and, and the area that you're in?
1: Yeah, so uh, we're obviously on a on a lockdown. Uh, they put us on a two-week lockdown last Sunday, um, so it's been kind of boring. Only essential personnel out here. Um, my business partner and I have, have both decided not to take paychecks for the next couple of months that we get through this, but we have not laid any of our guys off, thank God. Um, we're guaranteeing them 40 hours a week, regardless, we're going to at least, you know, we'll give them a paycheck whether they work or not, um, until we can't afford it no more. Obviously, um, there's only so far we can go with that. But I mean, if I got to dip into my own savings, I don't care. I just, we love taking care of our employees. Um, half our business went down the crapper with the uh, pun intended, um, with, with all the bar restaurants closing, because like I said, that's literally half of our business. So that was probably the hardest bill for us to swallow, um, but overall, the areas, you know, most of the people are, are taking precautions and, and, you know, hey, water heat is breaking. This is going on. And we're just going in and, you know, we ask them, hey, have you been around anybody? Have you traveled? And as long as they said no, you know, we have all the proper PPE. We have the N95 masks and the gloves, and we're just making sure everybody's protected. And we check our guys every night. Hey, you guys feeling all right? Everything good? If you don't feel good or you're not, if you don't want to work, go home. We're not, we're not, we're not going to be mad at you, you know? Awesome. Um, but, yeah, overall, it's been it sucks as I can't see him face to face, but you know we got to do what we got to do to take care of him. So we'll do what we got to do.
0: Fan questions.
1: All right, we got uh,
0: we got Leslie here with funny story from your first year in the industry.
1: Oh God, <laughs> what's up, Leslie? So yeah, <laughs> talking. To, it was funny. Grosso brought a little bit up about being in an attic. I was actually we were doing uh, an eyeglass factory called Esler of America. And we were tying into their existing building. We were doing a Kynar lines for for the DI water, and uh, I was up in the mezzanine. And I'm not a little guy; I'm I'm 300 pounds, so I'm not small. And uh, I was going through the mezzanine, and one of the all thread rods I didn't notice was rusted. And I was, you know, I was boom boom like a big guy. <laughs> and uh, I had my B tank in my hand, and the freaking all thread snapped off the beam, and I went flying over top of the of the uh, in the of the mezzanine into a ceiling. Well, I landed on a pipe, a four-inch pipe that we had just sweat up I was going oh, to a chiller line, face first into my head. So, like right here, I had this big old burn in my head for like two months. Wow! And uh, <laughs> ironically, I did. I thought I was going to die, man. But uh, Chip, my mentor at the time, you know, he literally grabbed me by the back of the shirt and was like, "God damn it!" and pulled me back up. I'm like, dude, I had no idea it was there. He came from like thirty feet away. It was crazy. He saved oh, you, man. huh? <laughs> yeah, I was I was going into a lab, so it was a bunch of beakers and and you know all that stuff. So it was all a bunch of glass on the tables down on the bar. So it was it was scary.
0: So we got drain mobs, uh, Billy. September is the new date that works for me. I'm down. Would love to be a part of the drain clean class.
1: Teeter, you're in all day, brother.
0: All right, you hear that? Uh, Billy will be at the uh, hacks meet. Right? Is that, is that what it's called hacks meet? Yeah. And uh, it, yep. potentially, you might. Host a class or be a part of a class, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, So, like I said, we're literally going through chronological order of how drain cleaning started, tools, and everything. So, we're going to go through sectionals, drum machines, uh, different types of cables. um We're going to talk about canines. We're going to talk about cyclones, Picot, every aspect of it. So, it'd be nice to get, you know, like Billy's a beast with the freaking Picot machines. So. Legend. Yeah. That's he's a no a brainer. That's a no <laughs> brainer right there. awesome man hey i'll
0: be there i'll see you then all right brother take care of yourself stay safe and stay healthy brother
1: awesome thanks chris i appreciate you brother
0: thank you you're welcome next up we have russ with quality sewers and drains Sewers and drains mr russ can you give yourself how's it going man can you give yourself a quick introduction of who you are where you're from and what you do
2: yeah what's going on everyone Uh, for you guys that don't know who i am russell from uh, boston massachusetts Owner of Quality Sewer and Drain. So,
0: what got you into the trades?
2: Um, I pretty much grew up in the trades. My uh, my old man owns a plumbing uh, company back home in New York, so I kind of grew up doing it since I was a kid. Kind of bounced around, did some other things in between until I ended up out in Boston and opened up shop. What age was Boston. it
0: when you first got when you first picked up your first wrench and actually started turning?
2: I yeah, was probably five, six years old, carrying in a tool it really? <laughs> and doing everything with the old man oh yeah
0: so i'm guessing that your old man was your mentor
2: he was he still is he still is he's still in the business he's, he's still working six seven days a week grinding it up when
0: inspired, when inspired you to open up your own business
2: well it's it's crazy backstory but uh i got stuck in massachusetts i tell everyone uh, my, daughter's, my daughter's here in Boston, and I pretty much packed up everything, moved out here, and opened up shops so I could be here and have uh, 50% custody of her. So did you do plumbing out there? I did. I always worked for my dad. I did other things. I went to uh, electrical trade school. I was a commercial industrial electrician for like four years. I bounced around. I did a lot of work with the railroad um, and always worked for my father back and forth doing you know, sewers and drains, plumbing doing it on the side with them on the weekends, taking emergency calls, but yeah. So
0: can yeah, you tell, <laughs> tell us a little bit of the difference between Niagara Falls and Boston, plumbing-wise or drain cleaning-wise?
2: Totally different. Um, back home, um, Niagara Falls, like Lewiston, Buffalo area, there's house traps everywhere, and they're all buried five, six, seven feet. So it makes it a little tougher trying to clean a main out, not a lot of cleanouts. outs. Um, certain there's always clean outs outside back home. And where I'm out in Boston, if there's a house trap, it's super low, it's shallow, it's in the house above ground. No outside cleanouts out here, so it's always a pretty good sell, easy sell to install outside cleanout or do a you know full restoration on a sewer and drain. It's just uh, totally different.
0: What is your biggest challenge, or what has been your biggest challenge running a business?
2: For me, coming out here, not knowing a single person, was tough in the beginning. Um, staying positive, you know, throughout the beginning, well, that was probably tough. And, you know, the biggest thing I overcome is, uh, learn patience there. Now, how many
0: employees do you have at the moment?
2: So I, uh, one full time had a couple others. Uh, it's another big challenge we have is finding, uh, help out here. So I'm a strategic partner in excavation company too, which that brings in my excavation side of things.
0: You don't contract out to excavate anything. You pretty much take care of everything all in-house, right?
2: Correct. Right
1: all in-house.
0: Uh, so how, how, how does that benefit somebody running a business? Do you recommend them to do the same thing, or do you rather them go ahead and, and contract that out? You
2: no, know, it's, it's whatever's going to work for you and benefit you in the long run. Um, if you just contract it out, you know, you're know, you not paying insurance on the machines, um, on those employees, um, maintenance costs. So you got to really facilitate and see how it's going to work for you um, in the long run. You know, as far as overhead, if you're a small crew and you got a good excavation company local, good relationships. I mean, you could you know clean it. You can bid the job. You can mark it up. You're not paying the overhead on all those machines. Those guys they do the work. You can supervise it. You're on site. Your customers feel happy. It, it, it's really what's going to work for you.
0: Now, can, for those you know, like I said before, I've got followers. They're electricians. They you know HVAC. I got followers from all all around the trades. Uh, for those of the, from my understanding, you do a lot of lining, right?
2: Yeah, we got in a. We were doing patch lining for a few years, almost what three years now. Patch lining, then we got heavily into lining, and uh, this past year we've, I think, we're up to three thousand like eighty feet. We're, we're approaching four thousand feet. And wow,
0: that's awesome. Now, could you give somebody that has no idea what lining is? Can you give them a description of exactly what it is and how it works?
2: Yeah, so basically, lining is starts out as a felt liner. Picture it as an inside-out sock, right? So uh, you introduce uh, a two-part resin into it, you calibrate it, basically bring it down to a certain uh, mill thickness to impregnate it, and you put it in, a, in a, either a drum or some kind of shooting machine, Or, a, but we do all inversion, so out of a drum. So it basically inverts that sock right side out all the way through the pipe until you hit your mark. You could, there's definitely different ways to cure it. We usually shoot a cal tube through it, and cook it with hot water. We do steam it sometimes, but mainly hot water. You can ambient cure depending on what you're what doing. What
0: brand do you use uh, as far as equipment goes to do your lining?
2: So far as equipment, we uh, strategically partnered with Clog Squad, and uh, we're running all the the SAC Pro equipment.
0: Now, as far as uh, training goes, is there any training out there uh, to how, how to learn how to do this this process and, and how, what it takes to get it done?
2: Absolutely, so uh, I'm going to say we, we provide all the training now moving forward, but when I first got into it, absolutely, Clog Squad will provide you with all the training necessary if you buy into their equipment. Um, When I bought into it, Ken Byers came out, Johan from Scandinavian Relining out of Finland came out. They spent um, three days with us. We did four liners in one day, four locations, which I don't think has been done very often or has been done by anyone yet. Wow. Um, so we knocked four off in one day, Get um, another one the next day, tons and tons of training. Um, yeah, it's good stuff, good stuff. So, don't you know, if, you're, if someone's looking to get into it, um, definitely look up Plug Squad. Um, I'm actually one of their trainers now, so I go out and, you know, on the East Coast here, I resell the equipment and I do the training for them. I bounce around. I was at the wet show doing a bunch of demonstrations on it and everything, so it's, it's good stuff. I believe in it. It's,
0: I love so it. Tell us a little bit what it's like to be at the wet show.
2: Wet oh, show is awesome. White show is awesome. Uh, if you have never gone, it could be overwhelming at first, um, but you definitely go there. You know, I enjoy it. I know what I'm going there for. I look at what I want. You know, what's new in the industry. Um, the best part of it to me is meeting and gathering with all my friends I've I've met over the years and, and hanging out and catching up. That's that's the best part. Uh, as
0: far as uh, drain cleaning equipment, what is your go-to drain cleaning equipment?
2: So I have so much equipment. Go-to, if I was going to tell anyone to get it, if anyone's getting in the business, I, I, I would tell someone to get a K-1500. It's the, I think, Rigid's most reliable sectional machine on the market. It's a beast. They'll last forever, forever. Can,
0: can you give us a little bit of detail on the K-1500?
2: So, uh, sectional machine, I'm huge. I like sectionals. I grew up using them, use them all the time. Um just super powerful. You can feel everything when you use it. You know, you bang up a cable, you're only wasting 15 feet if you really screw one up. I have I have K15s on trucks that I still have the original cable after four years. So it's just a matter of how you use it. You, it's a great machine. Nowadays, I'm using more flex shaft and different, you know, different style approach on a lot of things. We do a lot of jetting. Um, I definitely bust out the 1500 from time to time. I just got my hands on the Milwaukee M18 sectional machine. That's a beast too, so that's, that's an awesome machine. We have K, uh, K50s, the small little drum machines from, uh, from Rigid that sectionals as well. We could run a smaller cable. Um, Milwaukee M eighteen hand snakes. We, we we have it all. It all depends on the job and kind of the mood I'm in, depending on what I'm going to use. So what, what are your
0: uh, goals? I mean, you seem to be dominating the lining world, right? I mean, you're the guy. You know, Russ is the guy when it comes to lining. What is your What are your goals for the next couple of years?
2: Oh, uh, man, my goals are. I just want to keep just keep doing more and more and more. I do a lot of a lot of stuff with the towns and cities around here. We're starting to get into more like culvert renovations and uh, rehabilitation. So, I'm looking to get into some bigger equipment. Uh, I've done some patches already, like, you know, 12 inch, 23 inch. So, I'm looking to get into like bigger shots instead of wow. patches, bigger runs. And that's going to be more like pull in place, big steam units. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the plan.
0: Now it's time to get into some fan questions. All right, we have a question from Dream Mob. Uh, Bo60 descale.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be perfectly fine to descale. Um, again, I personally haven't used it and tried it. Um, from what I use with the big dog, the um, the clog dog, I descale with that thing every single day. Um, I descale with regular chains, the cyclone chains from Pocote. Um, so the big dog does it. The 306 is definitely going to be able to handle it.
0: Something you learn from your father, you will pass down to your daughter.
2: Oh man, something I learned from my father, I'm going to pass down from my daughter. Probably my work, my, my work ethic. You know, my old man. He's, he's he turned sixty years old. He still grinds out six days a week. The guy's an animal. So definitely my work ethic.
0: I agree with that. I've got a daughter of my own, and you know, I that's what I want to pass down to her is the work ethic. All right. <laughs> hey, I think you answered this question earlier, but we'll go ahead and uh, get, shoot it out there anyway. What's the worst thing that can happen when line?
2: Well, the wor- worst thing, there's a lot of things that can happen, but the worst thing that can happen is you have a total failure and a collapse line that you can't you can't uh, get out and you got to dig it. Um, you know, some of the, the resins we use, we can recook and reform. Uh, some of the resins out of Germany we use. So, I mean... If it's you know collapse and you could get another cow tube through, we could recook it, reform it. Uh, But yeah, um, total failure where you got to dig it up and replace it. You're uh, you're in the shit. That's for sure.
0: All right, longest sewer line replacement.
2: Longest sewer line replacement. We replaced uh, like 380 feet on a pump station but that's probably one of the longer ones in Manchester. Um, Standard like six inch sewer line, we did like 280 feet. My longest liner I shot is probably 225.
0: Here we go. What's the difference in cost to provide for digging versus lining?
2: So rule of thumb the way we work it, if you're gonna dig it, if you're doing a conventional dig through someone's yard, so say it's all grass, there's no patio, porch, so you got grass, sidewalk, curb, street. So out here, our customers own to the tie-in. So I know some towns are different, and some states are different, so they own the tie-in. So if you're doing a full replacement, the customer owns all the landscape, sidewalk, we got to put back, we got to do curbing back, and asphalt work. So depending on how new the road is, So out here is really goofy. That um, the roads within a certain uh, year that the road was put in, the customer gets a charge back for road destruction. So it could be it could be three times the cost overlining at at some time. Right, man, and uh,
0: take care of yourself and stay safe, brother.
2: Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks everyone for watching.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bowcast Live. This is presented to you by PipeVice, Vice, premium pipe tools for professionals.